Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet authors David Levithan, R. Eric Thomas, and John Kenny, and get ready to laugh as you hear each of these witty writers describe what it was like to narrate their own audiobooks. Plus, find out who listens to audiobooks right before bed, who mispronounced the word mistake and had to do retakes, and who can't seem to find his clothes right now. Enjoy. Hi, this is David Levithan, author of 19 Love Songs. My book is a collection of stories that basically I've been writing for over a decade, and sort of it was time to collect them all and find the theme. And the theme really (laughs) jumped out this time as being about variations on love. And all of these, in some way, are both love stories and love songs, whether it's to parents, to loved ones of the romantic variety, or to friends. And it was neat to see them all together in one place. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook, I would describe it as terrifying. I think just because I am somebody as a writer who does not actually visualize anything. It's a rarity for a writer to not actually see anything while they're writing. For me, it is entirely about the words and how they sound and how they look on the page. And it is not my own voice who is telling me how they sound when I'm writing, so it is very strange for me to hear them in my own voice as I am reading them out loud. I wish I could match what was in my head or download what's in my head directly into this audiobook, but I'm told that a physical presence is still necessary technologically. So here I am. One word that we had to look up was culinary, culinary, culinary. I mean, this makes sense insofar as the last like meal that wasn't pre-frozen that I made for myself probably predates all of the stories in this book. So I am not a culinary, culinary expert by any stretch. So it isn't something that comes up in conversation. If anyone asked about my culinary, culinary skills, I would just say, let me tell you where I order out from. Besides the word that I could or could not pronounce, one of the more embarrassing things was I did make a mistake on the word mistake, which felt kind of meta. And amusingly, while answering this question, I actually had to go back because there is a, let's just call it a disagreement over whether the act of pronouncing is pronunciation or pronunciation, which really I feel is sort of the New Jersey way to pronounce it. So the New Jersey discrimination, I'm going to have Tony Soprano come in here and and straighten the guys out. But until then, hopefully it's not a mistake. The thing that I'm proudest about is that I got to rope Nick Eliopoulos into doing a story with me in this audiobook. Now you may wonder why that story, why did Nick come on board? And that is because if you were to actually read the physical book, you would find that the story A Brief History of First Kisses is actually told in graphic form with illustrations by Nick. So since, again, technology does not allow to translate illustrations into words for audio recordings, instead we turned it into a two-person story, and it was really fun to share the booth with Nick. So a dream narrator, I mean, basically 
for all my audiobooks, if we wanted to sort of make it all circular, I would probably have the cast of either Pretty in Pink or My So-Called Life beamed into the present to be the voices of my teenagers because clearly they're the models for the teenagers in my head who end up on the page. So there would be some justice in that. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I am haunted at times by Sung Kim's varsity jacket. He had to lobby hard to get it. Nobody denied that he had talent. In fact, he was the star of our team. But for a member of our team to get a jacket was unprecedented. Our coach backed him completely, while the other coaches in the school nearly choked on their whistles when they first heard the plan. The principal had to be called in, and it wasn't until our team made nationals that Sung's request was finally heeded. Four weeks before we left for Indianapolis, he became the first person in our school's history to have a varsity jacket for Quiz Bowl. I, for one, was mortified. Hi, this is R. Eric Thomas, author of Here For It, or How to Save Your Soul in America, Essays. I wrote my book because I'm a narcissist. I also wrote it because I was very interested in taking my story, a story of marginalized identities, and moving them from the margins to the center with humor and heart. I wanted to put something that felt hopeful out into the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhilarating. Because I really like talking, and I really (laughs) liked working with the team here, and it was really exciting to feel my words get new life. It took so long to write the book, years and years and years, and to be able to see them in printed form and to infuse them with my voice and know that that voice is going to go out into the world in places I'll never be was really exhilarating. I realized I had trouble pronouncing pretty much every other word in my book. I don't know how I managed to get through the day speaking and uh, to people, but the word demure, 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 oh no, some word, D-E-M-U-R. I was pronouncing it like D-E-M-U-R-E, and that was not correct. I also learned today that the word segues is spelled S-E-G-U-E-S. I wrote this word in my book, and I thought that word was segs. So despite the fact that I may not know the English language, you should still listen to my book because it does sound like I know something. I was really proud that I was able to infuse the last chapter with a lot of the heart and the passion that I was feeling when I wrote it. I also am really proud of, I have to say, I'm really proud of the comedic performance in some of the middle essays. I didn't know whether I'd be able to pull it off. I write plays as well, and so I know that I sometimes can write material that I could never perform, but that's not my job because I'm the playwright and not the actor. But in this, I was both the voice and the words. And I was very proud that some of the jokes that I really hoped I could land, I did indeed land, if I do say so myself. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Michelle Obama because I really like her um, as a person. And Becoming is a phenomenal audiobook. And she just seems like she imbues everything that she does with just heart and beauty and a better version of what it could be. So Michelle Obama, if you're interested, you can feel free to re-record here for it. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was How to Write an Autobiographical Novel 
by Alexander Chi, which was recorded by my friend Daniel K. Isaac. So I'm going to name drop here. But also, I really love the book when I read it. I read it about a year and a half ago. I got an advanced copy of it. Again, I'm just bragging. And to get to revisit Alexander Chi's text with Daniel's voice, so expressive and so funny at points, was really, really beautiful. So I highly recommend How to Write an Autobiographical Novel. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is the car. And I say that with a slight question mark in my voice because I do find that I get a little distracted by, you know, driving. And I don't always catch the things I want to catch. I don't prefer to listen to audiobooks while I'm puttering around the house or making dinner because I really love to give books, whether I'm listening or I'm reading, my full undivided attention, which is so rare that one has one's full undivided attention available to give. So usually I'll listen like maybe for 30 minutes before I go to bed, but I don't like to fall asleep listening to audiobooks because then I'm like, well, what happened? Who are all these people? How do we get to Nova Scotia? And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. For a number of years, I was under the impression that my birth was the result of an immaculate conception. Not the immaculate conception, a regular immaculate conception of an ordinary variety. I didn't think I was particularly special or meant to die so that the world might be saved from their sins. I struggled to get through a cross-fit class, so actual crucifixion might be a bit of a heavy lift. I understood that some people got pregnant to have babies. I simply thought I'd been opted out of that particular program. Hi, this is John Kenny, the author of Love Poems for Married People and Love Poems for People with Children. I wrote the books mostly for money. It was either poetry or investment banking, and I thought, you know, poetry's where the big money is. You know, it hasn't disappointed. I mean, you can make, literally make tens of dollars writing poetry, so that's been exciting. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I think that word would be awkward. And I think the reason was I was asked to do it nude, which surprised me, you know, because it's audio, and why would I need to be naked? But the folks here said, you know, it's just that's the rule. So it was pretty cold in the booth. So anyway, it's weird. And I, I don't know where my clothes are. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word kitten. I always thought it was kaiten. I was pretty sure of this. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident I'm right. It's like kaiten. And they were like, no, it's kitten. And uh, it got a little ugly, uh, came to blows. I don't know. I, I don't think I should get into it. I think we should let the lawyers decide. I'm proud that I was able to get through the recording without crying more than three times. That was a big deal for me. So I'm proud of that. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I think I would cast... I think that's easy. I think Julia Child would be good. Julia Child or Margaret Thatcher... And a man, again, that one's pretty obvious because you need, you know, a very sort of melodic voice. And for me, that's Pee Wee Herman. Uh, The last audiobook that I listened to was probably a John Le Carre book. 
I'm a huge John le Carré fan, and he is an amazing reader. Incredible mimic, can do any accent. So I think it was probably that. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in a getaway car, I guess, after a bank robbery, because it's calming. That's a lie. It's the kitchen. I like to clean up the kitchen, and so I will put something on and pop headphones on, and you can go to town. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. If you had told me in my 20s that I would do this, I wouldn't believe you. But this morning, the baby's poop shot out like a cannonball, and some of it landed in my hair. Well, I was pretty tired, and I guess too lazy to shower, and I was late for work. So what I did was take a baby wipe and clean it out of my hair, most of it anyway. Then I went on with my day. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.